Hi, welcome back to Plus This. I'm Kathy Deech. How's it going? It's another Thursday in the city. Uh, lots of stuff is going on. <laughs> My guest can't even, she won't even let me introduce her because she's like, and I love it. She's like been going <laughs> since I we were emailing earlier today. I know she's been on calls and Zooms and she has lots of stuff going on. You may know her as the co-owner of the Plus Bus and they do weekly live sales. Actually, it might be bi-weekly now. I mean, twice a week now. We might have to talk about that. And um, she's also a, works in production with TV. So she tends to have her finger on the pulse of a lot of what's going on around here. So there's some things I need to know. Please mm-hmm. welcome, I'm going to say your name wrong, Marcy, Marcy Guevara Preet. You got it, girl. I did. Eva has Eva from season one has put a little bug. She still hangs out in my brain and is like, you can't pronounce things. Because usually I can't, though. I mean, that's well, like you know, a legit Kathy, note. Those voices, we have to shut those negative voices out. I know. Mine just happens to be someone I know. You need to shut him out, girl. <laughs> I know. I think I've, I think hopefully I've gotten better at this. Now, listen, Marcy is the sole person who is on the show today because there's so much that has happened um, that I want to talk to her about. So thank you for letting me have some like selfish one-on-one time with you and not sharing you, I'm Marcy. I'm so thankful to be invited. I, I love obviously everything you do, everything you're about. And yeah, I'm just, I'm so excited that you're doing this and it's an opportunity to chat about all things Hollywood plus size fashion and I'm it. Yes. Yes. Um, I want to start with you because you're literally the busiest woman in quarantine. I am living for your cocktail hour. I'm living for your, um, your commentary on Top Chef, your inside scoop. I'm living for the live sales. I mean, I might not even be in the mood to buy anything, but I just like kind of hanging out with you and Jen. (laughs) We love when people say that and we get messages like, is your show on today? Before we would, um, before we were being consistent, which we are going live. Um, I own a plus size resale plus size resale store. I did shoot my cocktail video before this. Um, So I own a plus size resale store in Glacelle Park, California. We also offer clothes online. And before we were going consistently online on Wednesdays and Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, people would message us and say, is your show on today? So it is really cool. And I I think back to when I asked you, why is it plus this a podcast? (laughs) and you were like because people need to see fat bodies bitch and I'm like yep they do and now more than ever and so even as I was thinking about is this zoom audio visual I don't know I was like it's visual it's for sure visual so we like to give an option people can just listen to our dulcet tones if they want but I definitely you know this mug isn't going to pay for itself so (laughs) there's a lot of work that's happened to make this work and I do I think you're right I think people part of it is because they like to see you and Mm -hmm. um, they just want to they want to vibe they want to feel the energy they want to see you try clothes on and um, have fun or talk about things like you guys do on here and Um, Yeah, so that's been a really fun thing that honestly, the plus plus has gotten me through quarantine, because it is starting to pick up a little bit right now, you know, the action. Um, But if I didn't have the plus plus to keep me busy a couple days a week, I would be going nuts. Yeah, it's hard for us. Do you consider yourself a real extrovert? No, I'm an extroverted introvert. Interesting. I am an extroverted extra extrovert. Yeah, I am an extroverted introvert. So I'm very good at hibernating. I had just wrapped a show. And so for me, in between shows, it's kind of always a couple of weeks, a month off. Yeah, you have you a know, downtime. You watch your Netflix, you chill. And so this has felt a little bit like that for me. Um, I, again, I don't, you know, the first couple of weeks when it was like freezing cold and it was easy to stay, you know, cuddled up at home was great. Now that the sun is out, I'm like, Let's get to the pool, you know? Yes. And my wardrobe needs to catch up. So I'm glad that you're still selling clothes because I did purchase a lot of sweaters during those cold weeks. And now they're just sitting in a pile on my couch waiting to be put away. They're going to be there for you when it's cold and you're going to be so glad you bought them. And I'm a big fan and like planning ahead as you shop and 
um, being prepared for the future, you know, the future and what it might hold. And so, yeah, those sweaters will be there, girl. Don't worry. Yeah. And you know what? They were, I tried to go indie as much as possible. So um, I supported a lot of local people. I try to, I try to. Um, So plus bus Wednesdays and Fridays at 11 Pacific time. I think that's Um, a great time, by the way, you were really trying to make it happen with those 8am things. And I was always like, God bless the energy. Is it great for the West Coasters? So they may come, I mean, the East Coasters, they may come back. I never know. You never know. Um, But right now, you know, Jen and I are both pretty focused on the Plus Bus full time. As we look forward to things, you know, opening up, Um, you know, it may change, but that's boring. I mean, who cares? Let's not talk about that. But yeah, I... I will make the plus, I will make time for the plus bus no matter what. And I'm super reinvigorated and energized with all of the new customers we have found all over the country. So, you know, we sell on Facebook, we sell on Instagram, we sell on Poshmark. And um, we also do, you know, commissions and people can email us and say, hey, I need a size 18 black gown and we'll do that. So, you know, quarantine has been really good to the business and it's been really amazing to see our community grow and our our customer base grow. So we're going to keep, you know, we're going to keep it moving. And that might mean sometimes it's at 8am, but I think consistency as with anything is the key. Um, and you've been super consistent with plus this. So like, congrats on that. Yeah. I mean, it's it, at first I was like, okay, I can't really afford to do this every week right now, but something has changed, which I will announce next week. Um, so I will be here next Thursday and back to every week, which is kind of bananas and exciting it's it's amazing the where the support comes from it like sneaks out and is like you know um just where you're least expecting it all of a sudden someone's like I love what you're doing and you're like oh okay sure because yeah. <laughs> I've been like- doing it for over 50 60 episodes I'm so glad you're on board um thanks and that's what they say with the podcast game that's what they say with anything I mean look at to be an expert of anything it's 10,000 hours yep for sure keep doing it girl and those 56 episodes are paying off yeah for sure now you have episodes where you're making cocktails now what was the inspiration did someone say girl you make a fierce cocktail can you make one for me how did it all get started never um (laughs) I am I am an on-camera person. I mean, I do love the camera. While I say I'm an extroverted introvert, like I am extroverted. I do love the camera. And I think it was just my way of getting a creative outlet. I obviously, well, you know, Kathy, but if anybody doesn't know me, hi. Um, I am a boutique owner by night and a TV producer by day. And I moonlight as a uh, plus size style expert host. So I do love being on camera. And when it came to promoting Top Chef being on, because we premiered during quarantine, I don't know where it came from. I was just like, oh my gosh, I'm going to make like a cocktail. I'm going to be like a chef and make it. And it just lets me drink. Uh, I don't drink a lot at my house, but like on Thursdays, it's lit. Let's do it. Oh, snap. Thanks, Thursdays. Thursdays. Yeah, so, um, yeah <laughs> cocktails on Thursdays. It's been my thing. I've actually had someone tell me, you better still make cocktails after quarantine and even when Top Chef's over. Like, it needs to just be your thing. And I'm like, okay, I don't hate it. Is there anything that you've come up with where you were like, oh, my God, I, I like, outdid myself? <laughs> I mean, girl, I am not a chef. It's the same thing. No one's there for the recipe. No one is there for the recipe. <laughs> Everyone is just there to get a little dose, a minute of Marcy. And um, yeah, I mean, no one's there for the recipes. I am not a genius. But, you know, it's always a little bit of like reinvention too. I love the plus size fashion space, but I wouldn't hate booking a, t- a food show as a host or a, maybe a behind the scenes. Come on now. So, she knows yeah, what's just behind. Kind of, it was an opportunity to play in like the food space. So I took it. Listen, Stanley Tucci and you. I mean, the two of you making cocktails. Why not? Oh, Ina. I mean, Ina's been busy. Oh, I mean, yes, the giant. I mean, I saw her on Colbert and I about passed out. I'm sure I forwarded it to like five people. Because I mean, I had so many people sending it to me. Yes, already obsessed with her. And then to find out that she's like nine in the morning. Like just making a trough. And her and her husband, they're just hilarious. They're just, they are what you kind of think they might be without the music running behind them. Do you know what I mean? It's like without the like show music, they're exactly the same, which is kind of precious to me. So um, we also want to, I want to get into this with you. Um, I want to talk about Adele's weight loss. Yeah. 
and what it is doing to everybody. And then there was like a New York Times article that was released. But I want to give our viewers, hopefully you're watching this. And if you're only getting the audio, I promise you the visual is so much funnier. Um, I want to give you a little taste. I'm part of a sketch comedy group, which has been fortunate to perform at the Plus Bus space a couple of times uh, because they have not only clothing and and in like amazing service when it comes to clothes, but they're also like, hey, everybody gets get together and put on a show. And it's one of the best things about the Plus Bus. But Thatch uh, Sketch Comedy Group has performed there a couple times. But this is a clip from um, something we did at the San Francisco Sketch Fest. And I know we did it in the Plus Bus. And I was trying to get that footage, but I did not get it. But I did get this one. And this is what we felt about Adele like back in January. <laughs>
Hi, we're back. And I just found out, Marcy, that we're too hot. And we ended up stopping the Facebook feed. I'm so devastated. But I'm going to tell people to go to YouTube and watch it right now. Rats. Start it? Um, I mean, we. I think that I will probably rerun it because I get the whole thing. Um, but, um, I, but that makes me sad because that's where I like to chat with people. Um, technology. I know technology because I know we, everybody's got stuff to do. So, um, yes, I was very lucky and I got to play Adele, which was really funny because then I met your amazing friend who was an Adele impersonator. Oh, you have never met her? I had never met her until Michelle I met Meredith. her. Michelle Meredith. Yes. She's, she's incredible. beautiful and incredible. Yeah, she she's was. amazing. She's an up-and-comer like you are. I mean, she's going to be a big deal. And yes, she's a really funny. M- Michelle Meredith won on Instagram. She's a really funny, actually, bit of stand-up about Adele on there right now. And um, yes, she used to be an Adele impersonator. She's kind of moved beyond that, but. She, she's hilarious. No. I, I thought you guys knew each other. No, we didn't. We did not. Oh, until, just uh, like people other, just like know? meet at the yeah. Plus Bus, which is so fun. Yeah. But, um, okay, let's talk about Adele. Because you made a very, what some people would think might be a controversial video. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally, I, I what's weird is that I feel for people, especially right now, who like, already are dealing with eating disorders and are trying to figure this quarantine stuff out, you know? And then there's also this weird pressure to, like, not look anything but 10,000 times more amazing coming out of quarantine. Like, people, like, are trying to market quarantine transitions. (laughs) Like, transformation. I'm having a quarantine transformation. So I also think, like, the timing of the post was very fascinating. Um, But uh, tell everybody, in case they missed it, what was your feeling about, in a nutshell, about the reaction to the Adele weight loss? Which is impossible to miss. So I assume everyone that's listening or watching this, and there it is. There she is. Um, looking fabulous then and looking fabulous now. And, um, you know, Kathy, I really ride the wave in the plus-size world. Um, I try to really be on my best behavior. I try to really keep my conversation, you know, my opinions to myself as much as I can. Um, and I think getting into the eating disorder thing, you know, I'm not a doctor, so I don't want to get too deep into that. I'm not a therapist. Happy to chit-chat about that in a moment. But I think part of my perspective is that I don't strongly identify as someone with an eating disorder. So I think, sure, I deal with disordered eating or being a victim of diet culture for 30 years. Um, But I just tend to have really different reactions to things that I see sometimes the plus size community having. And so, you know, my reaction to Adele losing weight it was very much in line with what your video was about, was sort of the mourning of one of us losing a member of the team, you know? Yeah. We need her. And, um, you know, my reaction is like, do what you want to do. Do what you want to do your body. You want Botox, you want lip fillers, you want to lose weight, you want to gain weight, do what you want to do. And more money, more problems, more trainers, more chefs, You know what I mean? Like I would have the body of my dreams if I had all the money in the world, which being realistic is probably like a 12, 14. I'm always going to be plus size. And I don't doubt that Adele will be back. But in a nutshell, I guess my feeling is that if we raise up more plus size people to be famous and to be in the limelight, we won't have to mourn them so severely. Yeah, there is sort of like a tokenism problem that all of Hollywood, but that that is a systemic problem with Hollywood. I mean, it they they will jump on making one person their child to put forward to be like, look, this is our chosen one. 
the golden child of diversity that we have found. And the music industry is like, a fat white girl can be a music star. See, we don't discriminate at all when really in reality they've taken music away from women for decades and decades and decades. And it's, to me, the music thing feels really personal because I feel like I, music is such a part of my life and I have had that experience with a record producer audition where they did tell me to lose 20 to 30 pounds. And I just saw the rest of my life being about me trying to be thin enough for this man to believe in my talent, which was such like a crazy disconnect. And I was just really lucky that I, I made a different turn. I didn't turn down that recording. I think I would be a terrible, miserable person if I had gone into the record industry, quite honestly. So it's very personal to me. And I just feel like, to me, the problem is why are we putting this on Adele? Like, why or why do we pick the person to focus our ire on? Like, it should be, why does someone who lit and Delanie Peace was the one who nailed it today. She said, oh, I get it. She has an Oscar, 12 Grammys, you know, 22 million records sold. But yes, big congrats to Adele for finding out how to be skinny. Like, <laughs> happy. Yeah, and you and I are really different. And I am an eternal optimist. And I don't see it that way. Nobody's negating her awards. Nobody's negating all that other stuff. She posted a photo on her birthday. She lost some weight. She just went through a crazy divorce. And by the way, uh, is there any new music? Because all of this fuss over Adele and I'm like, she's genius. <laughs> she's the genius of the yeah. most genius of staying relevant. Uh, the sad thing is that our society is so obsessed with weight that this is an accomplishment. And the focus and what I've seen people, body positive writers and Laurel Dickman um, wrote this and this really stuck with me. She said, everyone is focusing on the weight loss, but better than saying they're not focusing on her awards, Kathy, they're not focusing on the fact that Adele has publicly talked about her battle with depression. She just went through a horrific divorce and had to give this fucker $140 million and on and on and on, right? Like what is all happening behind the scenes yeah, that yeah. we don't know about? You know what I mean? She could have, you don't know if she was sick. You don't know if she's just been on a health journey, whatever it is. And so I think my thing is like, I am a really firm believer in body autonomy. I think that just like, and, and listen, the obsession with celebrity weight uh, annoys the heck out of me, especially when it comes to even thin celebrities where it's like Jennifer Aniston leaving lunch. And it's like, Ooh, is that a baby or a burrito? Yeah, you know, we I don't know. And it's imagine. like, we need to stop that needs to stop that. We need to stop clicking on these articles because, you know, all of us clicked and we just feed the beast, right? We're just feeding the beast. Um, and again, more fat celebrities, less crying about one getting thin. No, I, I, I think we actually are on the same page with this. I, I don't think people are negating all the things that she's ha that she has done. I think people who have never given a shit about one thing that Adele has ever sung are probably giving her props for losing weight. I think that that's totally, what totally. But 150 million people bought her record, yeah. So people give a shit about Adele. You know what I mean? Like people uh, give a yeah. shit about her, and it is a crazy transformation. I mean, what I also take from it and i really you know 2014 2016 vogue adele is kind of who i have in my mind you know when she had the just the grammy is like i think it was the album 21 um that is the adele that is in my mind and so when i went online and sort of looked up you know adele 21 I was truly shocked. I don't remember Adele at that size. I don't think of that Adele, you know, with the bangs and the big hair. And, um, you know, if you really dig deep, and I, I hate that analyzing celebrities' bodies is such a part of our culture, but yeah. it is. And But you're right. She's been losing weight over time since she was 19. Yeah, no. And you will see the photos that this girl has been losing like 20 to 30 pounds a year, if not, you know, and, you know, shaping her body. She was hiking all last summer. Another friend pointed out yesterday. I had like six conference calls about this. I swear to God. <laughs> Every fat girl's been like, girl, girl, girl. So I have studied this for the past 24 hours, but she's been losing weight steadily and trimming down steadily through the years. And in a way, maybe this is going to sound controversial, but it's like, I would much rather a 10 year transformation than Jennifer Hudson showing up like that. No. I don't believe, and I don't know what Adele did. And I do believe she will come out and say what she has done to lose. Or weight. maybe she won't. 
And fuck, I celebrities do. They do the people stories. Most do. Yeah, but I don't. But even if she didn't, I don't. That my point is, is that like you're saying, like body autonomy. Like, why do we care? And I think we care because we are kept out of rooms. We are kept out of making art because of our fatness. I think that. also want to encourage I love what you're doing with Thatch and I saw you the other day and I was like let's get Thatch on TV now because <laughs> look at Pen15 look at Rami and Shrill I don't think AD like did that on her own but it's like go make your own look at Thatch and you want to be on, t- on TV which is now on this th- this is the TV now guys right. it's no difference this is a TV what I'm talking to on this laptop is a TV so <laughs> make it I-, I just the conversation of it's like I'm tired of that. Yeah. Make it. Yeah. But, uh, but that is, but the truth is, is that we, there are a bunch of people like to make the money that people to be like an Adele, you are kept out of rooms. Do you know what I mean? Like that we have to deal with the reality. I mean, saying, oh, you should just do it on your own. I mean, I know a ton of indie fat women singers that can do it on their own until they're blue in the face. They will never be another Adele. Does that make but sense? How did Adele happen? I mean, look at Lizzo now. Now we have Lizzo, right? It's like, oh my God, Lizzo. I think I but- think it's exactly because of what you said. It, there is a thing about them. First of all, and, and we've had this talk before about how you have to be extraordinary because you are a person who is... Um, marginalized like as marginalized people people of color people who are are disabled anyone that we know who is the person we think of that are marginalized people who have made it are extraordinary they're extraordinary I mean they're it's like you can't even touch them but it's also people on the other side willing to be like oh my god look we have the one we have one see you can't judge us anymore for our bad decision making I, I, I do think that we have to admit culturally that there is not an acceptance of fatness and Adele's Adele's image was not as pushed here in America before her music was they led with her music and then her image follows and there's been articles written about that too Mm -hmm. I mean I believe there's been articles written about everything and I'm not I'm not disagreeing I'm not saying any of that like what you're saying yes 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 I also feel that again, this is like, and I'm like, I've been drinking since noon. I swear to God, Um, (laughs) I'm never this honest. I never really just say what I feel because I'm always so afraid of the backlash. And I truly believe in free speech and in humor and in needing to be honest and have two sides of the conversation. I think it's really boring when we all agree, right? No, totally. Totally, totally. And I think somebody like you who works in an environment where you see how decisions are made, you are privy to what's what's going on behind the scenes and you see what makes it to air. Like, I know that you have an educated opinion as well. And it's also a part of who you are and like the strides that you make in order to make things uh show up in a different way and and probably be more inclusive like I trust that you're a person that is going to ask the hard question to be like do we really need another white guy in here like could we get somebody else you know I I, you know I I think that they're you know what I've been saying this a lot on the show recently and I have I think it's because I need it like a mantra because I don't want anyone to feel like like you said like we have free speech everyone should be able to like say how they feel I I do think there are many paths to the same destination. And I think that because you have a path, I have a path, somebody who is like wrecked and is going to be even more, you know, doubling down on their fat activism has a path. Like the destination is the same and all of us have something to bring to this table. And I, I think it's great that you're having the hard conversations. I do want to say there was a New York times article They framed it as body positivity. It was literally about this whole thing. It's like a woman who's like torn because I want to be proud of my body, but at the same time, I want to change my body. And, you know, we obviously have conversations about body positivity just as a whole being co-opted by a bunch of people who want to sell you things in order to make you not fat. Um, That body positivity sort of has a limit on how high you can go in mm-hmm. your body like it it's 
it's positive to a point. <laughs> it has um, parameters, let's just say. Uh, there were a lot of people that we know. Joy Nash was in that piece. Like they, the New York, a lot of people we knew were in the New York Times today. I don't know if I you knew that. Have to read I know a lot of your customers. Um, Regan Chastain was one of them. And, you know, they sort of pit her. It's very funny. I mean, I had a conversation with her today and she gave me all the behind the scenes skivvy. And I will just say that it was an article. It You could tell they like wanted something more like combative from Reagan, but Reagan was not like taking the bait. And she was like, look, this is, I feel bad for this person because I think that diet culture makes them feel like the only way they're going to have health is to be thin and as someone who's a fat athlete I can tell you that's not necessarily true like you can do things to make your body feel better without it having to look thin and those two things are interwoven so tightly she she sent me um a response because you know at the end of this article Marcy, there was, you know, it's like all about like, how can we remedy this? You know, how can we just accept fat bodies and blah, blah, blah. And then at the end, the woman's like, but there was a Columbia study that said that one out of five people are dying because they're obese. Like it literally like but negated. That study's not, not true. <laughs> so it's like for me, Kathy, what is the limit? And ever since I sort of started in this little on camera world, I was sort of told, you're not going to talk about weight. You're going to talk about fashion you're a fashion expert. Okay. And that anytime I was ever asked to talk about weight, talk about obesity, talk about this or that, stick to fashion. <laughs> so I'm going to say that preface it with that and say, as a plus size boutique owner, there is a limit. Okay. There is a limit. And I will tell you that there doesn't need to be, I don't necessarily want it to be, but there is sort of this divide it's an invisible line between sort of the mainstream plus size fashion people and the infinite facts okay and those are people that weigh a certain amount maybe aren't fitting into a size 28 they've sized out of torrid etc so my question is and, and i again just framing it within the fashion world i got really excited with when anthropology had plus size i have wanted to wear anthro for 15 years you, you know? know you know I i'm know. wearing an anthro shirt today in honor of oh, you you know that right because i know girl. you're obsessed yes the white girl inside me has been dying to get my hands on these same things and so you know anthro comes out and i'm just thrilled break out the credit card and there was just so much backlash over you know and there is often when any line tries to expand their sizing there's just a constant it's not inclusive enough what is the limit? You know what I mean? And so, and I just say that to say, everybody has to know their own body. For me, I'm just speaking for myself. And I know that this happens to thin people. And I know this happens to fat people, but this is what I want for myself. And this is what motivates me to move my body out of joy and out of love for it. I don't ever want a knee replacement. I don't ever want a hip replacement. I don't ever want an ankle replacement. Now there's a lot of history of arthritis in my family, but I know that my choices will affect my body. It affects what I get to wear. It affects all the things, right? Going to Disneyland, being comfortable in a ride and on and on and on. And I'm not trying to perpetuate diet culture, but yeah, I do have 30 years of it on my back, you know, 10 years of body positivity that I've, I've learned about, you know, and I, I daily am working to embrace myself. But even as you said, a woman who wants to love her body and change it, is it possible to love both, to do both? I like chocolate and I like vanilla. You know, so I, I like to smoke occasionally, but I also think it's disgusting and hurts my throat really bad. So can I say, I love this body. It is perfect. It serves me. It has taken me into rooms, gotten me jobs, made some awesome TV, made some awesome meals for friends. It dances and it jumps. And I love this body. Can I, can I not also want it to be a little more toned? or to wear a size 14 because I want a certain Christian Siriano dress that doesn't, isn't offered in the plus size range. You know, I, I just feel like everybody to each his own, you know, I just don't feel like fat activism is one size fits all. And I think sometimes we just really try to make everyone think only one thing is right. If you didn't like, if you saw Adele's body and you weren't pissed, 
you know, you're not a true fat activist. You're not body positive. And I'm just, that doesn't work for me. Right. Well, I just to give, just to throw something out there at you. So, uh, uh, you know, to equate it, but not to equate it, you know, it's kind of, um, one of the things that Reagan wrote back to me was, uh, very interesting and I kind of want to bring it up I, I told her I would read this whole thing but I don't think I'm going to have the time after all Regan I'm so sorry I'm going to post this on our wall um, that social justice community has extremely limited resources which to fight the crushing oppression of global weight stigma so for people to insist that they should be allowed to use that community to comfort and safely uh, co-opt size acceptance language and using limited community resources while they desperately try to move themselves out of the oppressed group by supporting diet culture, which is at the root of our oppression, is an issue, especially since the people in size acceptance community who deal with multiple marginalizations are the ones who are the most harmed by fat phobia, i.e. the finifats you were talking about. To me, as a queer woman, it feels a bit like someone coming into a queer positive group and insisting that it is their right to discuss and get to support for their desire to become ex-gay and to use the group's work and resources and co-opt the group's queer positive language until they don't need them anymore. Mm-hmm. So there is, listen, and and Reagan has written a lot about this, about how really if you consider yourself somebody who wants everyone to, first of all, feeling positive about your body is like, why can't it just be neutral? And I think her point is that it's like, why are we moralizing what anyone's body looks like, period? Why are we moralizing health? I don't know if you got to see the um, Crip Camp movie that was on Netflix. I highly recommend it. I know we're like wrapping up kind of, and it's just, you could just talk about it all day and all night. But what I I heard you just say, and and, uh, there's a lot of this body neutrality that's popping up. And I have seen a lot of that lately. And, and, I appreciate it, but I am definitely feeling like I like a body positive message more. I don't really need to be told that it's okay if I don't like my body and it's okay if I do, you know, like, no, fucking love your body. You had a baby. You got in the room. You were in fucking wicked. You better love that damn ass. However, it, it and then with that said, I also want to say that, and then just kind of adding to what I was saying before, before I get really blown out of proportion here. I would love to have more clothes over a size 22, Kathy. It pains me when I have a customer who's a size 28 that cannot find something or that I don't have the inventory for her. It is really hard for me as a boutique owner to deal with that, right? And we don't actually buy inventory. We just right. you know, get it from the community. Right. So you know, we're actively seeking larger sizes and we are trying to cater to people. I recently had someone write to me that was like a 6X. And, you know, we typically say, oh, we carry 12 to 28 because it just kind of feels like that's what most brands have, you know, that range. And someone said, oh, you don't have my size. And I was, I felt so awful that I had sort of limited, why don't I just say size 12 and up, you know? Um, And she just, you know, she shared some things with me and said she had some clothes and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, I think it's, it is a battle. I've been on a diet since I was like eight years old. So I 100%, um, you know, I feel deeply about this and I, you know, recently had a really awkward interaction with my mom about this and had to kind of say, Hey, you know, no one's going to talk about bodies like that in my house. Hmm. And I think it's just every day, one day at a time, immersing ourselves with content, with culture, with articles, going on dances with fat.com Reagan's website, that is how we battle that, right? You know, for every skinny image you see, you got to look at a fat image, right? It's like Instagram. Yeah. All people that benefit you. And the more, and the more you push out of your comfort zone, which uh, what a normal average fat person is, which is a size 16, 18, the more Mm -hmm. you push out of that range, the fin and fat, um, movement. It's a finna first. They call it on the first of every month. There's a hashtag you can follow, and you get to see people who are five x and above, like actually living life and giving them value. I think that you know the difference between you and I in this movement and somebody that may have like a ton of really like dang- like feelings that like are to us may seem like, whoa, is that really tempered or not? Is because it's life or death for them. Like people don't treat that woman that contacted you as a person. They don't think that she has the same rights as we do. And, and 
isn't it isn't it just like for white people to help out people of color isn't it our job as you know normal fats acceptable average fats palatable palatable fats yeah to to bring along the people who are the most marginalized i understand why companies like anthropology who already are like curves like they don't even know what they're doing like why would they try to go all the way up to 6x when literally like 2x is an issue for them i mean the first couple things i bought for them i was like where's the tent pole what is even happening this has no shape anyway but they're obviously getting cuter but my point is is that you're right like there is a curve like there's a learning curve but i do think that it is up to us to say you know what you should check out this person's page they're really cute and fun and just because they are disabled and can't leave their house or you know have any other reason why they're not as mobile doesn't mean that they're not a person who has amazing thoughts and feelings or incredible artists and that right there Kathy I mean that's it right it's like everybody deserves love right I mean I know that's a movement that Alexa Felice started but Every human on this earth has dignity and has purpose and has honor and life. And I 100%, I mean, of course. And, you know, like you mentioned, you know, I have a girlfriend who's skinny and she was like, I kind of want to follow like a couple like diverse, like plus size girls, like find me a cool plus size person, you know? And so I had her start following, you know, Nadia Bolson, who's kind of like, you know, what was a good fit for my friend and her fashion and whatever. So it is a daily thing. It is advocating for people. And and I'm 100% on board with that. You know what I mean? Like I, of course I want that. I told that customer, like, let's get, let's get some of that clothes in here and let's trade it and let's find people to trade it with. So I, I, I see it all. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. I, I see all. But you sides. also know your piece. And I think that that I, we talk about that a lot of fetch, like what's our piece of this puzzle? Like what, you know what I mean? And you see your piece really clearly. I love that. We're going to take another really quick break because I want you to be a patron on Patreon. I might have some new things that you can like get a hold of in the next few weeks. So now is the time if you're not a Patreon patron <laughs> to join us. But here's our little commercial. You can hear it. We'll be back. Plus this. I just want you to know that I have every intention to do a watch party of this video. And Marcy, I totally invite you to join me in that. Maybe we can find a time we can do it together so that we can like comment live in the comments. Because I feel like this is something that everyone would want to get in on. And I, I like I'm so upset that we're, it's not on Facebook right now, but that's OK. I'm going to I'm going to brush I'm going to brush off the dust and, and try to get go on, the show, the show must, must go on. Go um, on. Speaking of the show must going on. I love you. Were, you were teasing us a little bit about things happening on screens now. Um, there was a Medium article that uh, Richard James wrote. I don't know him. Oh, old Richard James. <laughs> Good old boy, Richard James, yeah. who basically was like talking about the destiny of the entertainment world landscape basically a lot of it i was i literally text messaged a couple friends and was like can you read this and can we talk through this because i need to talk through this um there's a lot of theories about what will happen to movie houses and what will happen to people who are looking to gobble up content and how that content will need to be made because of corona and um you know how things will be breaking down into smaller pieces hopefully and that uh more people will have more coverage but the way we work will be different like you might not have any more 12 14 hour days because it looks like they're really going to have to go by these schedules of having strict five day a week eight hour schedules again um like they did in the beginning um and and how I, does that, I i do i mean that i don't understand how that helps us get things done you know what i mean like i I see why you don't need 250 people for 12 hours a day, but I, I just, I don't necessarily know how that specific thing would help us. I did hear today more time. 
uh, was part. So I, I actually just got off of Zoom with a bunch of friends in the industry. And I shared your article that you sent, the Medium article oh, from cool. James, old chap. Um, I think that more time would help. We could have less hands if we didn't have to turn it all over so fast. Mm. Um, I think that, you know, I will be more careful personally. I wasn't a germaphobe. I'm not a germaphobe. I'm a nail biter, which I'm working through. Oh, God. Um, and so I probably will be breaking hopefully that addiction and habit. <laughs> oh God, um, please. No, I, I'm not, I'm not uh, prior to Corona, you know, this has been a huge learning experience and I wouldn't say that I was that sort of person aware of all of that, you know, like opening the door this way. It's like, I was like, a, I'm a handle toucher, you know, or going to Disneyland. I mean, I'm, I used to be an annual pass holder and I would never think that like simply getting on a ride and like touching something would be <laughs> so disgusting. It is freaking disgusting. So, yeah. um, you know, I'm very curious to see how the industry changes. I think that if anything, what I took from that article, Kathy, is that we need more content. We need it now. It needs to be fully developed. Uh, you know, kind of like five gals doing a sketch show called Thatch with a bunch <laughs> of already pre-written content that's ready to be shot now. Yes. Um, your show to me feels very, and this just came to me, but very sort of inside Amy, those sort of quick, you know, just hit, hit, hit. Um, so I do believe that this is the time. I think it's a great time to be a creator. Uh, you know, I have a couple of things up my sleeve that we'll see, you know, we'll see. I think you got to just keep going. The differences between this guy and that guy that wrote a movie. I mean, yes, there's nepotism, put that aside, but of people that sort of organically are able to sell shows and get content made, it's just the difference between who wrote it and who didn't, right? right. Who sat during quarantine and wrote a script and who didn't. And I'm not saying you need to do that, but I just want to encourage anybody listening that if there's a thing you want to do, do it. You'll never know. It may not get made. Your movie may not get made. It might be horrible. You might want to be a singer. You might be awful. You might not have the look. Okay. I think the look is changing. I think the more we have the Lizzo's of the world, it opens up a door. Um, but I think it's a great time to be a content maker. And, uh, you know, another thing in the article that I thought was super interesting is the idea. I know monopolies are scary, but the idea of really cool, immersive experiences, if Amazon were to buy AMC and, uh, you know, experiencing uh, walking into, you know, season three of Fleabag through a church and uh, that could be really cool. So I don't know, you know, I, I think that the industry will go on. We are more hungry for content now than ever and people are, are consuming it so quickly that we just we have to pivot and we have to be able to sort of roll with the punches and uh you know make it work whatever that looks like but for hey, sure i would love to have eight hour days yeah Please. it um uh, you know it's very interesting because i have a couple friends who are emmy voters and i got to go to a lot of for your consideration events that netflix and amazon and um Hulu all put on which were really making the regular studio lots look like chumps because they were immersive experiences it's like they have already been sort of building up the paving the way for these things and to now have them like you're saying like own a space be Disney but like switch it out every month and you know it's like their own little Disney ride right except for you're gonna go watch something instead for sure I, I I did find that interesting I found it interesting um that you know well they said Marcy that it's because people don't get proper sleep when and their that immune system corona and their immune system goes down I mean okay, okay. I I don't disagree with that um <laughs> As someone who gets four hours sleep only because I have things to do. No, oh no, girl. I am an eight hour Are you a person. Sleeper? I, mean, it, it I am not. Be, it could be the most raging party in the lobby of a rap party. And if I had to be up, I God bless. It's two, gotta go. You know, like I that's me. Um I do, yes, I think that it's a, it's a tough time. I think there are things that need to change. This whole idea of catering, you know, the M&Ms, crafty, <laughs> things like that are going to change. You know, communal food, uh, communal anything um, is going to change. I Again, like I said, I just don't know as far as hours. It makes sense with immune systems. Also, like, take your vitamins. I don't know. I mean, I like what I do, and I'm not saying I need to work 14 hours a day, but I think that we're going to figure it out. We're resilient. Humans are. Americans are. Yeah. We are going to get through this. We're going to figure it out. We're going to have to be really creative, but guess what? That's what we're here for, right? I mean, we love doing 
being creative and producers literally our job is to create solutions so yes I'm excited and I'm optimistic and people I am are ready. already on it. You know what I mean? They just had a huge AFL press conference with all of the entertainment unions and just listening to the ideas that are coming out of everybody's mouth and like their determination. I think you're right. I think we have a creativity here that's unmatched. I think that um, producers are problem solvers and they have been problem solvers. And yet studios have sort of like combated that. Right. They've sort of. Th that's what that article was kind of talking about, like the the squashing of the of the producer. And now all of a sudden these producers like yourself are going to have all of this. Um, th they're going to allow them to have more say and, and, and more control over doing things. I'm very excited about it. You are a breath of fresh air. Thank you. I can't believe it went so fast. It's so ridiculous. Um <laughs> Tell people what you want them to look at next, what you have cooking. We're going to try to do a fatch show with you. I already talked to the girls about it. We're going to do a Zoom plus bus fatch mashup. Do it. Let's do it. Friday night, baby. Let's go. We'll find one. Um, my name's Marcy Guevara Preach. I'm the Marcy Minute everywhere online. I own the Plus Bus Boutique www who says that um the plus dash bus.com or you can find us on instagram at the plus bus we're also on poshmark and yeah we have live sales every wednesday and friday at 11 a.m pacific standard times so if you want more fat content watch it support it give to patreons like plus this and you know participate in making our culture great and bigger and better and um kathy saying that i'm a breath of fresh air is like the sweetest thing anyone could say to me <laughs> very true. I, I do try to just keep it fresh keep it optimistic um keep it interesting and fun and so i'm glad that you let me have a little fun but you know we're here to make great entertaining things and um, i mean i think that's part of it too right i'm here to be funny i'm here to bring your viewers something different and a little spice <laughs> and so um let's just keep doing that keep talking yeah. and keep sharing awesome content that shows fat bodies in an amazing way and those fat memes and those anti-quarantine memes, you know, the fat phobic memes, like keep putting stuff in your feed that's showing your friends too and change the conversation. Yes, for sure. And um, I am a member, I'm a patron of your Patreon at the Plus Bus and y'all got cute perks. Y'all, they got cute perks. It's worth it. It's like, you know, you got to spread the love around. Um, I'm so happy to announce that the girls from Hashtag Booked are going to be here together next week. How exciting is that? Danielle Pinnock, we have had the pleasure of meeting, but her partner, uh, Lenisa Frederick, is going to be here too. So we'll see you next time live again, 6 p.m. And um, hope you guys have a great week. See you next week. Plus this.